following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener. Doom Patrol, Dread, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory, The Wizard of Oz, Multiplicity, Kung Fu Panda, Godzilla vs. Kong, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, Wedding Crashers, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Lovecraft Country. The biggest and best podcast on the world is Dinosaurs vs. Robots. Dinosaurs vs. Robots is really super great. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Beep up boop. Rawr. Um, I am a robot. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Hello. Oh man, that's actually going to be a uh, spoiler, but that's going to be one of my bottom three, um, is that the robot didn't pay off in this, in this show. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or a TV show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler, robots, dinosaurs, or... The time variance association, no time variance, time variance authority. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm your host, Lu- Luigi, and with me, uh, actually, correction. I'm your host, L dash zero U. I'm Z ninety nine. With me, as always, is my co-host Z ninety nine. Welcome, Z ninety nine. Thank you very much. I just got back from, uh, you know, vanquishing tyrants. So Ooh, let's do which this one this time. Huh? Who'd Which I one did you get time? this time? Yeah, who'd you, uh, who'd you nab? This time it was the Silver Surfer. Okay. Is he still working for Galactus? He is, but uh, this variant was actually fired, <laughs> so that's why I had to oh. take him in. <laughs> yeah, he should be arrested just for his crimes of existing in that Fantastic Four sequel. Yeah, he should. Yeah, he should. Yeah. And the fact that he travels through space on a surfboard, I think that alone is just not quite enough protection. <laughs> no. What if he traveled through space on a jet ski? Now we're talking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's my boy. Um, ha- have you seen that movie? Have you seen Rise of the Silver Surfer? I have, um, but it's been so long. And wasn't Galactus like a cloud, like eating Earth or something? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. I remember it being pretty, pretty silly. I that mean, was the biggest disappointment of it. Yeah. I, I, I actually watched it for the first time recently because it's on Disney Plus. And um, yeah. It uh, I was, and I had realized I had never seen it. It has a Captain America variant in it, which is exciting. Um, in Johnny Storm, Does it? oh, oh, well, yeah, Chris yeah. Evans, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, just like how Killmonger is a uh, a variant of, of actually also of Johnny Storm. Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> ironically, so <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, but it. You know, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be, but Galactus was a huge disappointment. It was you know, such a generic, to be honest, I feel like cloud this, blob villain. Yeah, it was just exact. What kind of villain is that, really? It's just you have to have a villain with like a person. I mean, I guess it's what the Silver Surfer was supposed to be like, but I don't know. It was, just wasn't good. To be honest, yeah. my least favorite part about that was the silly special effects on Mister Fantastic. Like, okay, I, I, I just don't think the world was like ready the special effects just weren't ready for that stretchy 
it just looks silly to me most mm-hmm. of the time. It, like when he's st- strangling Sing and trying to like fight him, it just just looks so. Silly. Or when he's or when he's dancing in the club. Yeah, it, just, <laughs> it just looks so corny. Like I really hope when they do it, I'm sure the MCU will figure a way to make it not cheesy, but. Yeah. The special well, effects now that, nowadays mean, are way better one and it just it just looked corny. It was just like this looks so stupid. It just looked silly, you know. Yep. But the now, first now, the first one was better than the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Um I it, what was interesting about it is and, and by, by the way listeners this is not the Fantastic Four <laughs> yeah, Rise of the Silver Surfer podcast. <laughs> Because <laughs> you said that's who you uh, arrested this time as a as a oh, as a TV yeah, agent yeah, right. Z ninety nine. By the way, if you if you don't know what we're talking about as L dash zero U or Z ninety nine, you did not listen to our coverage of the finale of Loki. So go back and listen <laughs> to that before you listen to this episode. Please do. Um, or maybe you know, or you can queue it up for the next one. Either way, make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, whatever the button is on your podcast app that you're listening to. Robots versus dinosaurs. So you can get every episode every week when it drops. Um, but one last thing about that Fantastic Four movie: it's very short. It's mercifully short, and it's it's one of the last superhero movies of its kind before the MCU kind of yeah. took over and set the tone for what yeah. superhero movies are going to be. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Silly, it's ridiculous. It has this like very cheesy cheesiness factor yeah. that you don't see as much anymore. Which I even feel the original Spider-Man trilogy kind of had was a little bit of cheesiness to it, which is awesome. Those were those those were great groundbreaking and uh, uh, comic book movies, but nothing took it in the direction like the end. As soon as Iron Man came out, it was it was all everything else was just kind of like like. The, the original Spider-Man was a second one was fantastic, but it does have its cheesiness. Like you said, everything before the MCU had this like little cheesiness to it. And mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, once the so, MCU came along, it just nailed it. Yep. Uh, so welcome to our coverage of, uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite and least favorite moments from all of season one of Loki. And uh, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, Ryan, why don't we start with our least favorite, our bottom three moments from the, from the season. So that way we end on a high note. Um, yes. And so why don't we start with your number? What is your number three? My number three would have been, um, I would like to have seen an episode or two more on just Loki and Sylvie, uh, their character development. So I would have liked, we have that one episode on Lamentis where they're together, which was great, but I would have liked to have seen another episode, at least another one where they're together with, so we got a little bit more of their character development, which I would have liked to have seen just to make it a little bit stronger. Cause we only got like, we went from them not knowing each other to, lamentous to now he's in love with her so like i i i mean i get it like how much time did we have but i would like to have seen a, maybe extend the series one or two episodes just to get a little bit more so we experienced a little more length of time with them 
Okay. But do they not know each other? Because they know they are each other. So they know themselves. So they kind of know each other. I know. But (laughs) for us, though, we don't feel that. So I, you know, I would like to, I I, trust me, it took me a lot to think of three things I didn't like. So I was really nitpicking. So I, I love the show. Trust me. But if anything, maybe another episode of adventures between them. Like they may be zap, they may be tele, you know, telepatted to another universe for an episode or and something happened. You know, just I just would have liked to have seen them be close a little more. Okay. Do you think do you think there's a way they could have done that without it feeling like a filler episode? I do. Uh, do I know exactly how? No, because I'm not a writer. <laughs> but I do feel <laughs> they could have brought one more episode of Troubles, maybe even added another episode in The Void. So, mm. I, I mean, I don't want to say this too much because I have another, because this is part of my other negative. But um, okay. just, a, like, you know, just one or two. No, I don't think it could have been a filler episode. You could have filled it in with with stuff that is part of the story and just dragged it out a little more, but not not in a negative way, but just given us more time with them alone. That's, I think, all I'm saying. I don't know exactly how to... I don't know exactly how the show could have done that or how I would have done it, but that's, that's all. That's all. I just... Okay. Just a little more to push, just so we can get that length of time that I feel like they they feel like they had. But as a as a as an audience member, it was really one episode. So yeah, yeah. I think I think our lists are going to be very similar because I couldn't <laughs> come up. I, it was hard for me to come up with th- three things I disliked about the show. It's more like things I wanted more of, or things that I felt were were missing, or yeah. I had yeah. that too. Yeah. I had I had several extra things if you want me to add. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, oh, like like that didn't make the top three? Yeah, you know, but or bottom bottom three. I, I guess. didn't have a lie. I just tried to think of a few in case I failed on some. Um, um, yeah, let's let's do like an honorable mentions after we after we do right. our our list. Cool. Um, my my bottom number three was. Uh, basically, like I was saying, it's it's something that I felt was missing or not enough of, which was Casey. Casey yes. was so much fun in the first episode. And they, you know, they introduced this thing. He doesn't know what a fish is. You and I speculated yeah. a lot about like, what if he's actually a fisherman? That would be very ironic and fun. Yeah. Um, and then he popped up for a moment in the second episode for Mobius to take his, or to, for Loki to take his Boku drink. But that was basically, I don't think we saw him at all after that, right? No, yeah, he was just just gone. But he was a funny, cool side character to see kind of a more regular guy who's in the TVA, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And just to see that more, the more, like, regular desk jockey. Yeah. yeah. I agree yeah, I, I guess I guess we didn't need a payoff with this character, but I just wanted more of him. Yeah, so that was it, one disappointment that I had. Exactly. Like, he could have popped in for a couple little funny scenes, like, just anything i agree with you he was great he was funny and he should have been utilized more but it's you know what it also might be it's like he he is a character kind of like luis from ant-man yeah where it's it's cilantro right you need just the right amount if there's <laughs> yes. too much it, yep. it ruins the whole thing but we could have just a little a, bit of a little more cilantro would have been okay just, okay just a 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was my you. number three. What's cool. your What's your number two and your bottom three? My, or I guess like let's say are like three disappointments. Of yeah, the, the yeah, it's right. And then my next one would be: I wish there was a little bit more of specifically Kid Loki. I would have liked to have seen him talk more or give some more. The only thing we hear is he killed Thor and then we get nothing. Like I would love to have seen just a little bit more of kid Loki, especially because I think he's going to come into play later in the MCU. Um, It would have been cool to see more of him. And then not only more of him, but just, I would have liked to have seen a little more of the variants in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said about another episode with Sylvie, like another episode in the void where just, just one more where we, we get a little bit more of the of the variants fighting together to take on Eliath or something like that. I would have liked to have seen more of a group Loki attack, and they kind of just left. And classic Loki did his thing, and then. But I would I would rather I would have liked to have seen either a group fight or more variants. You know, they show us that Hulk one in like the second episode, and it would have been just been cool to. Uh, to see more of these Loki variants in action. We see that quick scene where they fight, but it's not much. They escape and we're done. I, yeah. oh, you know, so I would have said, I would say another void episode, maybe just to extend it out. I would have, I mean, I guess overall, I would like to have seen one or two more episodes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just to extend it out. Not like I said, I like a show that's short and to the point. Yep. But maybe eight episodes would have been nice to just extend a little bit. I mean, it's a really complicated show. And just to get a little bit more out of it, I would have been happy. But like I said, man, I'm really nitpicking. I I Mm -hmm. love the show. I'm doing this because I have to pick three negatives. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, so, yeah, I love it. But I could have gone with two more episodes. Mm. Yeah. that's my number two. Also, like something that I felt like the show didn't promise us, but teased and made us feel like we were going to see, which was Mobius on a jet ski. Yes. And we never get to see Mobius yeah, on man, a jet ski. Ended, yeah, I, that just ended real quick and it sucks. I was going to put that too, Mobius on a jet ski. But mm-hmm. I saved that for my alternates. That's one of my alternates. But uh, okay, and I agree with you. They gave him the love of the jet skis and they never showed him on a jet ski, you know, but we get not, that. That, not that we won't, maybe we will, you know, there's still more to yeah. come now that they know what the fans want to see. Season two could be different. <laughs> what if, what if Mobius ends up being the silver surfer, but he's the silver jet skier. I'd love every second. Of this. And, and that's how they bring uh, Galactus into the MCU. Oh yeah. Mobius is a <laughs> variant of silver surfer. Oh, it's all coming together now. <laughs> oh man, we did get that great line when he's when he says to Ravona, you know, maybe I had a jet ski, maybe, you know, I had a whole life. Yeah, um, but I I was dying to see an the image of Mobius on a jet ski, and and so that's my number two disappointment is that we didn't see that. It does suck. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, so uh, uh, so I'm on my third. Yep, your number one. So my number one least favorite thing about the show was the fact that there wasn't enough final credit scenes. Mm. I yeah. love 
I love the post credits or mid credit scenes because it gives you this quick little, almost like cliffhanger every time and, or, and, and yet progresses a little bit into what's to come. Mm-hmm. And I think they failed us a little bit on that aspect. They gave us that one episode with an awesome end credit scene. And that was it. Even the finale mm-hmm. didn't have one, which was mind blowing to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I feel at least the finale should have one. So that was my biggest disappointment. I really wanted an end credit scene and there wasn't one. And I was really surprised. I almost feel like knowing that there was a season two kind of ruined the ending of the show for me. Cause yeah, I would have liked to be surprised by that, like stamp that that would have been a mind blowing. Oh, cool. There's going to be a season yeah. two uh, kind yeah. of ending. But knowing having that, this is why I avoid trailers. This is why I try not to read news about things before I watch an episode. Because yeah. I, I love to be surprised by things. But there was no way of not knowing that there was going to be a season two of this show. Yeah, um, it was pretty pretty obvious. Yeah. So just for the end credit scene to be confirming that and not giving us anything, even just a visual new thing, was a, that was a disappointment for me too. And that kind of leads into my one of my alternate things too, mm-hmm. which. I don't know if we're ready to get to, but you're, yeah, sure, sure. So then, if I had, and then I'll do my a, number one. If, if I had to pick a fourth, it would be like it would be the little bit of a lack of story wrap up in the finale, which yeah, it does a great job of just wrapping up what we know, so showing us what it, it does a great job of showing us what we want to see in Kang, but then just kind of leaves us with more questions into the next whatever's to come, like it didn't really wrap up much and just kind of left us with more questions. So I would have liked to have seen a little more of a a finality to it. Like, but you know, again, nitpicking, I know there's going to be a season two and I know that this is going to resolve in like multiverse of madness, Spider-Man three and into quantum mania, you know, so it might not actually be till season two that we have to wait and see answers, but I still would have liked a little more satisfaction in an ending. Mm-hmm. Me too. I I feel like WandaVision ended its self-contained story really yes. well in the last episode. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier also did. Yep. Um, but I feel like, the, and, and, and both of those shows, they wrapped up their self-contained story and set up something big for the yeah. next phase of the MCU. This show, it felt like the ending only set up season two and the next phase of the MCU yeah. it didn't really wrap up the season yeah. in a in a meaningful way. I, I do love that they projected season two and the rest of the MCU, but a slight a slight wrap up of this season and story would have would have capped it off a little more nicely. Yeah, I, I don't know how they would have done that. I'm not, this is not, uh, please understand, <laughs> this is not a harsh criticism. Exactly. Like Ryan has been saying, like this is us looking for nits to pick exactly like i mean really i would give this show like a 9 9.5 out of 10 i loved it i mean there's very few criticisms and just you know we're doing this for fun so but yep yeah that's that's you know a little bit of finality and in the end would have been nice uh which that's gonna lead me to my number one disappointment my my bottom three uh for the season which is that robot at the beginning of the pilot never pays off. I know. And it was so cool. Yep. Like, I love it. It's just like this basic emoticon, like digital (laughs) interface. And we, it's, I I guess it was just there for a one-off joke, but I, I, 
I don't know. I was expecting something, some kind of payoff and there. It just didn't really go anywhere. It didn't even show it again when Sylvie came in to the TVA. Like it was just not shown again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All around. And I also would like to find out if that cat, what that cat was, was I thought it was going to be a flurkin. It really did. Um, There was also the, uh, what what looked like it might've been a variant of Peggy Carter coming in on one episode. I think it was the pilot also. We never heard a thing about that. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a few loose ends, definitely. Now that I'm saying that out loud, though, I do think like showing what might be a Peggy Carter variant in the background and not explaining it is probably better than having a whole episode about that, right? Yeah. Like, just I, the implication that th- that this might be a variant Peggy Carter. Like, you can sort of make up your own story. I did. As soon as I saw that, I thought like, oh, okay. So what makes sense to me is like Peggy Carter somehow figured out like some way to go after, you know, to go f- yeah. try to find uh, Steve and she Steve maybe got, got a hold of some power that she shouldn't be in charge of. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the TVA stepped in at that point. Yeah. So there's, I like that they kind of tease you with what may or may not be yeah. uh, a Peggy Carter variant. Yeah. And it's cool that they throw that in because they can leave that there and then either do nothing with it or if down the line they feel they can use it you know, they can use it in a Peggy Carter story if they want to, which is kind of cool, yep. you know, cause it's vague enough where it's nothing or it's something. So yep. they can kind of decide what they want to do, which is nice. Awesome. Uh, so let, now let's get to the, to the more fun part. Cause this will, I think this will be things that we'll have, uh, we'll be able to talk about more passionately. Yes. Our <laughs> top three moments from the season, season one of Loki. Um, so Ryan, what was your number three favorite? My number three favorite was honestly overall, I loved the the like the soundtrack, the music, and the cinematography. Just Ooh, yeah, I mean, keeping it away from the story and the plot, I loved the music and like the theremin, uh, like rear like that. <laughs> I loved how like it was creepy electronica style, kind of like. It was awesome soundtrack and the way the cinematography like just had these vast landscapes like Lamentis with the moon and the color schemes and the moon crashing into the planet. I just really loved those. I just love those looks and the way they mm. designed the, 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 the landscapes. It was really awesome. And like I said, the soundtrack and music was so cool and it went so cool with that dark Loki like, mysterious bad guy magic it was awesome it was great yeah. and i really hope she comes back to score the second season because it was such a distinct sound to the show that i really feel it she nailed like the feel of the show and i feel it would be different if someone else did the music it was awesome did you did you say the name of who, who the composer uh, is or I, I wish i wrote it down but it's uh, uh i'm looking it up now natalie holt yes Yes. Yep. She did amazing. It was awesome. I, I, it's one of my favorite soundtracks. I, I really Ooh. love the music. Natalie Holt, I clicked on her IMDb, known for Paddington. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I also, that, uh, I never herself, saw it, but I hear that was a great movie. Journey's End. I'm not familiar with either of those uh, properties, but Paddington is a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never seen it again, yeah. but I hear it was like a fantastic movie. So. It yep. really is. And the uh, Paddington 2 has Hugh Grant, and he is just wonderful. 
He's nice. a perfect fit for that movie. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything about the story in case no, you no. watch those <laughs> movies. But I highly recommend the Paddington series. Nice. I will. I will check them out. Um, awesome. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't agree more. The music was incredible. Every every time I heard that opening theme, it was great. Oh, um, I yes. like on episode uh, two. I was obsessed with how that theme kind of sounded. Like I thought it sounded like an inverse of the Avengers theme on a on a lower register or mm-hmm. whatever the musical term is on a um, a, a lower key yeah, or lower something key. like that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, totally low key. I've- I love mm-hmm. it and how she mixed aspects of the Avengers theme into certain aspects of the, it was just, it was perfect. It was so good. Yeah. So shout out to Natalie Holt. Absolutely. Giving us the music. Awesome. That's a good, that's a good pick. I like that. I like that. That was one of your top, uh, top yeah. three. It was one of my favorite parts. I loved it. Yep. Um, for me, one of my top three was um, the, the overall, like the visual design of the TVA technology and the fact that they, they nailed this very, very, uh, maybe that's the wrong cliche to use. They threaded this, this very hard to thread needle. Um, I'll, maybe I'll stop trying to use a cliche, but they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they just, they had this challenge where they had to make this place look futuristic, but retro at the same yes. time. Mm-hmm. And it and it really achieves that. Like I can't find any. I don't Absolutely. know how it would have done anything different with the visuals of how the technology looks, how the yeah. interfaces look. I have some nitpicks and problems with things like how do they not have a passcode or a biometric scan <laughs> yes. on their personal devices? Like, like <laughs> how Mobius can just steal <laughs> like Renslayer's temp pad and just get it. Like yeah. she wouldn't have any kind of security, really. Yeah. But yeah, a six-year-old could grab it from her and use it without, well, you know, immediately. It. I agree with you. I love the the style of how it's like futuristic but retro. It was amazing. Yeah. It's like this. It was like like seven, like sixties, seventies style technology in like um with like modern technology. It was so weird, but love mm-hmm. awesome, great way yeah. of doing it. You know, and and also like Mobius's suit and his and his like also that just that dreary like brown and that's very 70s style suit Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just all cool it was great i agree with you it was awesome yeah i felt like whenever they showed ravona's office i thought it looks really cool but also kind of because of the color scheme depressing at the same time exactly very drab is that the word drab yeah that's that's a great word (laughs) yeah yeah Absolutely. But at the same time, like awesome to look at. Yeah, it was. It was. So I don't really know how cool. they did it. <laughs> yeah, set design was amazing. Really, yep. they the MCU just gets the top tier people to do this kind of stuff. Like I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but from acting to music to set to cinematography, it's always top notch. It's just and it <laughs> and it very often feels like a leap of faith sort of thing. Because yeah. how do you know that that's going to work? How do you know that like this aesthetic? Yeah. It's going to be that bullseye that you're trying to hit Yeah, until you try it and they do and they, they nail it. Especially in, in the later phases of MCU, they've really taken risks like WandaVision and this, just these weird styles and the way they've done it. It's just awesome. They take these huge risks and it pays off because people love this stuff and they just, and they nail it. They really commit to what they want to do and they full out do it and it's not wishy-washy they just do it and they nail it man 
Yeah. Awesome. So what's your number two, Ryan? My number two is uh, my uh, favorite part of the series would be the part where Loki watches his own life after, um, after he gets arrested and he Mm -hmm. has to, I thought the acting in this part was superb on Tom Hiddleston's part, the way he goes, like he watches, you know, everything from him, him with Frigga to, to him dying from Thanos and just the way that he can, he changes his emotions from like happy to sad, to disgusted, to, it was like all in like a 30 second to one minute time frame. And I thought that that scene was awesome. And um, I thought that he went through a lot of character development, just watching that one little, that whole, that one little uh, video of his life. And it was just, mm. I thought it was awesome. I loved the close up of his face and how he just went from happy, sad, disappointed. And it was great acting. And I was really impressed by it. And I loved it. I love yeah, that. Essentially, part. essentially it's like we're watching like one of those uh reaction videos. Like, like yeah. those are very popular on like TikTok and and mm-hmm. Facebook and stuff. Like people just record themselves watching a video so you can see their reaction and the video at the same yeah. time. And, and that's essentially what Loki was showing us. And I just, but it was like the like the professional version of that. Yeah. And he like brought out the emotion in me just watching him have the emotion of himself. Like, damn. You know, like he had no idea this was stuff was going to happen to him and just like to see him react to what is coming in his life. And it was yeah. great. It was fantastic. It, I, I think Tom Hiddleston's amazing. He's, he's <laughs> launched up on my list of great actors. He's great. Mm. And that was something that we got into uh, last, last episode in our mm-hmm. finale coverage about how, like, how, like, would you want to see your own death? Would you want to yeah. know, you know, you tried to, you tried to trick, Thanos and he crushed your windpipe and that's how you die. <laughs> yeah. I guess it all depends on the scenario because if I was in the situation he was, maybe I would want to know so I can stop the situation. But in a normal situation, no, I don't want to know how I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if, well, you know, because that's the thing. Once, once they show that to you, that's what your mind starts thinking is, yes. Oh, okay. Now that I know this is going to happen to me, I can prevent it. But the TVA is also telling you in the next breath, yeah, but this is the sacred timeline, so this has to happen to you. Whatever you do to try to prevent it, we're going to show up and prune you. Yeah, so just, you have no. You're just going to create another variant every time you try to not die this way. So yeah, it's crazy what's that line tragic. from Kung Fu Panda? Um, <laughs> uh, you often meet your destiny on the path you choose to avoid it. I have never seen Kung Fu Panda. Mm. It's also wild of me to credit that to Kung Fu Panda because it's clearly <laughs> taking that from like ancient philosophy. Yeah. But um, that's yeah. where I first heard it. And I think it's a brilliant, very, very good wording of that idea. Yeah. That we often meet our destiny on the road we choose to avoid it. Yeah, that's deep right there, Jack Black. Damn. <laughs> uh, so it was actually Master Sifu played by uh, Dennis Hopper. No, Dustin, but played by Dustin Hoffman, who says oh, that. So nice, um, cool. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Kung Dustin. Fu Panda is good. Kung Fu Panda is real good. Nice. You should check it out. Especially you, you like Jack Black a lot, so you should. Oh. Def- I think you'd. I think you'd like it. Tenacious D, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, I I don't know if I should say this on air, but I <laughs> I went to go see my family recently in Florida, 
And uh, my nephew is, um, oh God, 13 now? 12. Yeah, he's 13. Yeah. And uh, I had a rental car while I was down there. And like, I, he was talking about um, Jack Black and he's, re- he's getting really, he's getting really into me. My nephew is getting really into music right now and like nice. the piano. And I was like, oh, have you ever heard Tenacious D? <laughs> and of course he hadn't because my sister's a good mom. Um, but. <laughs> But I felt like it's my job as an uncle yes. to let you listen to Tenacious D. You're the so one like, there to, to taint his mind. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So I introduced my nephew to Tenacious D recently, and I'm proud to say that he loved it. And, nice. Did you play him uh, tribute? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tribute. Uh, I played him uh, the whole, almost the whole uh, Pick of Destiny soundtrack. It was, it, nice. we had a lot of fun. Couldn't remember <laughs> the greatest song in the world, yeah. Oh, this is a tribute, yeah, yeah. Love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Fucking right. So that was that was your number two, right? The, yes. Uh, yeah, that was my number two. The Mobius and uh, or the uh, Loki watching his life. Yeah. Loki watching his life. Yeah. Um, for me. It was the uh, that sequence in the Lamentus episode where it's it was it, there were some fake outs, there were some editing cuts cuts around it, but like the way that they made it feel like one long take yes. and how they did that action sequence. Because in general, we talked about the visuals and everything and the special effects. At no point during while I was watching the show did I feel like this is a low-budget TV version of the MCU. It always felt like I'm watching an MCU movie just on my on my television rather than in a movie theater. Absolutely. Which is one of the huge things I love about these MCU shows is they're not mm-hmm. cheesy TV shows. They yes. are like movies broken into broken into different episodes and that I got you said that and I wish I I wish I had put that on mine damn it <laughs> that was <laughs> that was one of the best that was one of the best moments of this series by far that last scene was so cool and how mm-hmm. it just went through and then it showed like Loki using his powers stopping the tower yes. from falling it was so badass and epic and then just reached this ending of like shit we're not gonna escape Awesome. If if Marvel wants more of my money, all they have <laughs> to do is release uh, this show, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and WandaVision as like a movie ticket that I can go buy and watch in a theater. Like, because it, it's all, all in all, like what three hours, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, Loki's show, well, like, maybe WandaVision's Loki's like nine probably episodes. like four to five hours. Because they're WandaVision like was nine minutes. episodes. So yeah. And yeah, but still, yeah. I would but yeah, buy a way. ticket. I would go see it in a, on a big screen, oh, with a God, sound, especially with a big sound system. Like I would love, I would absolutely Marvel take my money, please yeah, <laughs> shut absolutely. up and take my money. I'll do. I'll give my money to anything Marvel does. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it absolutely. I just like like you're right. These these shows they're they're not they're not like they're not like the. What were like, like the, sh- they're not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or like, yes. I mean, Jessica as much Jones as people or, yeah. out, I hate to offend everybody who loves those shows out there, but this I'm is, one of them. Yeah, but this is a different level. These are like MCU movies as a show. It's like, it's, yep. it's different. It's, I, I love those shows. Some, some of their charm is their low budgetness. Right. Um, 
but it's also like they they did the best they could with what they had they weren't gonna get all of the money from yeah. from disney and marvel to do everything they wanted to do they weren't even they weren't even given the faith of like this is definitely going to be connected to the rest of the MCU. They were kind of told like, yeah, you can do this little Netflix project, but you have to be careful to keep it self-contained yes. and keep it mm-hmm. maybe referencing things that happen in the movies, but you can't, you can't intersect with the movies. Yeah. You you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. They can't change anything that's gonna like, they can reference what has happened, but nothing they do is going to affect what happens to the MCU, but basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Which I've never like seen the main... any of these shows. I didn't watch any like Agent Carter, or Agents of Shield, or, I, I Daredevil, I, or Daredevil, Rod, you know, whatever. All those shows. I don't know which mm-hmm. ones, but I didn't watch any of those. So some some are better than others. Iron Fist is almost unwatchable. I, I heard, stand by that. Yeah. I heard that um, was but Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Agents of Shield is good. I Luke I like Peggy Carter a lot. Um, but again, like there, a lot of those episodes, a lot of those shows, there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of stuff yeah. where that's it's the stuff just I don't like, episodes you know? and they, yeah. yeah. I, that's why like, I like the sm- like the six episodes. I mean, I know I said two more, but that was me nitpicking, like I said, but I like the condensed, get the story moving. Every episode is really progressing. It's a, every episode's a big episode. That's yep. it. That's you know. You, instead of having twenty four, you have six, and you condense all of the stuff that makes that really progresses the plot and put it all into six. You can do that. I mean, a lot of like I love the show Lucifer, but there's mm. a lot of filler. And yeah. when it moved to Netflix, they really condensed it. They took the twenty six episodes a season and made it ten. You know, and yeah. that just that. It just worked so much better that way. It's, it's just less bullshit. But. And as evidenced by our like our us searching for things to put on our bottom three list, it's it, le- it left us having it condensed, having it s- fewer episodes left us wanting more. And that's what you you want to do that exactly as a, as a creator. You want to leave your audience wanting more. My first list of the negatives were more this, more that, yeah. <laughs> more this. And I said, I got to come up with a better three because they're all just more of something. So that just goes <laughs> to show, if anything, they streamline it so much that you kind of want a little more. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'd almost prefer it like like that. I don't like filler. I don't like filler episodes. It's boring. And yeah. it's, I'd rather it be like, I like the way it was. It was, it, it really was close to perfect. I mean, I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't want to risk fucking it up. <laughs> but one you know. Thing, one thing I will mention is that I think is pretty cool is that uh, in all of those shows that we were talking about, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they, um, a central event that they often refer to is the Battle of New York. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones has in her office, like there's clippings from like the, the newspaper showing that and stuff and they and they reference like how new york the city itself because they all the most of those shows take place in new york Mm -hmm. um so they they talk they mention about how the city has changed because of that and the finale of loki specifically that was one of the things he who remains brought up he said like um he, he said something about the battle of new york to loki uh man i wish i had the quote exactly written down but um, i remember but i like that that's like a big major event in our world in the mcu Mm -hmm. that 
keep everything keeps coming back to yeah that that, that like gets came back yeah. to that moment you know that gets referenced a lot yes yeah it's almost like the um, shows those shows that you're mentioning didn't recognize anything past that because they couldn't you know yeah they, they were <laughs> there there's a whole season of agents of shield that's happening after infinity war where they're like well we can't do anything we have to deal with the fact that like thanos is on earth now so the whole show fast forwards to the future like 200 years or something in the future and they i mean in in the logic of the show they explain it and it's actually a very fun season where they're in space in the future um interesting they had to do that in order to avoid and sort of buy themselves time until Endgame right. came out and then they could like pick up from there and start you know telling yeah, stories I, from there but but yeah, it's. I'm glad that Marvel is now like just. We're, they're like, all right, we're gonna just bring it all in. We're gonna yeah. put it all under our roof. We're gonna make these uh, yeah. Marvel Studios it's, shows, and it's more definite. You know what's MCU, and it's just. It just. I like the what they. All the shows on Disney Plus are MCU canon. That's the way it works. And yeah, and everything else is just a variant. Yeah, a, exactly. Uh, because a, well, that yeah, makes sense. Because, and I get it because. You take in all those storylines and now you have to you have to write according and keep that canon. So you gotta always it's just that's so much TV to to be aware of and make sure you don't contradict anything. And it's just mm-hmm. it's very complicated. And especially when you let other writers and producers go off and do their own thing. And yeah. and it's not under what you want it to be now. Like, all right, now I have to like write this bullshit into my story. Fuck that, you know. I, I'm, you know, I get it. <laughs> I get yeah, it. I get it. I get it. Keeps it, it more and, simple and streamlined to just this is what's canon and everything. You know, this variant stuff. You can think whatever you want. Side timelines, whatever. Maybe they'll bring it in later in the multiverse, which would be cool. Yeah. But, you know, now there's so many options. You can X-Men, you can bring in Spider-Man, you can bring in the MCU shows from cable, whatever. You know, it's just that's why this is a really a, a great time for the MCU, I think. There's a lot of opportunity. And I've said this about a lot of other things like sequels, remakes. Um, it, no matter what they do with it it doesn't actually take away from the original. Like no. that original still exists in its form and you can go back and watch it anytime. Yeah. Like people complain, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. I don't think that's a secret to anybody, <laughs> no. uh, especially if you're listening to this podcast. But um, I, I, as, as much as you can like trash some of the sequels and things that happen to them, none of them ruins Jurassic Park. There's I've, nothing you can do to ruin that movie because yeah. it exists on DVD, Blu-ray, VHS in its original format. I've always thought that exact same thing when people say, oh, you can't make a Back to the Future 4 or whatever because it's going to ruin the... How's it going to ruin it? Like, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) But what about people like me who just like to see what they do? I mean, I'd like to see what they can do with it do something make a movie if it sucks i'll just pretend it doesn't exist i don't care why does that yeah. ruin it i hate that i'm with you 100 on that i hate people nice. who say that oh this is gonna ruin the trip what are you what are you dumb you can't just think for yourself <laughs> whatever they say goes i mean if you don't like it then don't watch it it's just it's silly to me and sometimes it's a home run. Like I'm a big fan of the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd, 
but the one with Carl Urban, uh, AKA, um, uh, yeah. why do I always forget his name in Thor Ragnarok? Uh, Scourge. Uh, Scourge, AKA Scourge. <laughs> is a fantastic remake and it doesn't acknowledge anything about the Sylvester Stallone one. And objectively speaking, it's better. It's truer to the comics. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't ruin the quote unquote original. So yeah, I, I could, I could list tons of examples. This yeah. is not the judge dread podcast. There's um, many. But, <laughs> there are many, but I'm glad we're on the same page as yeah, that. Absolutely. I'm with you. If you want to make a sequel, a prequel, a remake, a blah, 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 whatever, just do it. If I don't yes. like it, then Back to the Future, whatever original movie has not changed for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so we live in a digital age where you can you can watch that original one <laughs> exactly any, like exactly. any way you want. You can find it and watch it if if you're so uh, disgusted by a, a sequel or a remake. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a big tangent. Ryan, what is your number one favorite moment from Loki? My, Wait, did I do my number? Yeah, I did my number two. Uh, my, <laughs> my absolute favorite part of Loki was Mobius and Loki's relationship. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. I loved the fact that Loki has gone his whole life and he's never had really a true friend. And, and, and sure, he finds like love with Sylvie, but, you know, sometimes it comes down to a simple friendship, you know, and just to have to be friends with somebody and connect with somebody in a friendship type of way and I love how he's never had a friend he's never had somebody close to him and he actually found somebody who he truly considers a friend and has a connection with and I I really love I love the relationship they have like the buddy cop back and forth kind of busting each other's balls but like they love each other you know and it shows in the end when he truly shows that he cares for him when he he initiates the hug when he's going and i i yeah. really you can take sylvie and loki and all that but i really truly love just the friendship aspect of mobius and loki's relationship that was awesome and i love how it shows how he develops a friendship and a love interest which is the first thing for him in both aspects it just was great and i love i just like that their relationship was great everybody needs a true friendship which he's never had couldn't agree more that's a really i like that that's a really good number one yeah so i i really did love that and the acting between the chemistry together was amazing um owen wilson was freaking fantastic uh i Mm -hmm. really think this might be my favorite thing i've ever seen him in um it was awesome Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah i'm doing i'm doing like a quick like scroll through my memory of things i've seen owen wilson in this was some of his best acting i believe i agree i yeah i can't nothing comes to mind as a better performance than this i mean you know wedding he's great was hilarious of course but i mean it was more comedic but when it comes to a he was funny and dramatic and it was just very compelling it was just really good he was really good (laughs) yeah I'm I'm just I'm thinking of uh, what's that line? He's like, they say we only use ten percent of our brains. I think we only use ten percent of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, yeah. Wedding crash. I haven't that watched Wedding Crashes in a while. 
<laughs> Wedding Crashers probably doesn't hold like it's probably problematic if we if oh, I go yeah. back and watch. I'm, I'm afraid to watch comedies from like even from like ten years ago because I'm like, like oh no, like it's American gonna be problematic Pie, or something. Wedding Crashers, yeah. old school. I remember them great, but I guarantee there's some definitely some problematic scenes. But yeah, I mean it does. I mean it just it's nostalgic more than anything for me. But yeah. But yeah, Mo- Mobius was a great character. I I also like that I I'm sure that like I haven't read every Marvel comic, obviously, but I love that I've never heard of this character. I don't know. I didn't have any yeah. expectations of who this Mobius is. Um, but I for a moment, for half a modoc I thought, oh, maybe this is like a Modok, uh, ver- like per- uh, um, not Doesn't variant, but there is a Modok show now, isn't it? There's gonna be, yeah, yeah. So it's absolutely. It's I mean, out this already. Is not I think. It's on Hulu with Pat and Oswald. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, the cartoon. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's an yeah, animated yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that so? Wait, is that is that show of, canon? I don't think it's part of the MCU, but I didn't think so either. Yeah, but I'm definitely. I should I mean, watch it because I love Mo- Modok's fun. A fun. Yeah, film. It, it, it's gotten great reviews and it looks really funny. So I I might check <laughs> it out, but. Have you played the um, the Avengers game, the the PS4 no, uh, Avengers game? I I've definitely debated buying it, but I feel like like they don't even they're not like they don't look like the Avengers we know, right? They're all different character models, right? So yeah, it's kind of weird, well, yeah. Game, which throws me off because I've totally loved these characters. To see them with different faces is weird, and I've also heard the game is just kind of weird, control wise and stuff. Um, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's, um, but it is it, like the story in it is fun. The Modoc is the main villain. Oh, and, really? Nice. Yeah. And it's pretty, it's pretty fun, but yeah, it's, it's not, eh, this isn't the Avengers game podcast. Yeah, I do either, have so. a question before. <laughs> is it like a yeah. type of game where you pick a character and you have to beat it with each character or if there's different aspects of the game where you have to use a certain character to beat that part of the level or. Is that like it's you? You start as Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel, and then like eventually you meet the Hulk, and then you can then like you can go on missions as either her or the Hulk, and then later you get Black Widow. You get gotcha. so um, you slowly gather characters. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then you can. There are missions that are specific to certain characters, and mm-hmm. they you unlock certain upgrades for that character. But then there's like options where you can go on a mission and you can choose whichever character you want to be the leader and then whoever you want to be the sidekicks for that mission so it's yeah it's a it's a it's 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 an ambitious game i'll say that it's an ambitious game that doesn't achieve all of its ambitions there's a lot to a game like that i mean it really there is the country it's like every character has different controls and powers it's like a lot of programming and a lot of work into it i would imagine but yeah I'll give it. I'll give it like a seven out of ten. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that was your number one favorite thing about the show. Anything more to say about Mobius and Loki, their relationship? I, I think. I think that's a good. Yeah. A really good choice for number that, one. That was that was about it, and it was really my favorite aspect of the show. I loved that. Nice. Uh, so my number top? one. Yeah, my number one favorite thing about uh, season one of Loki was um, being being wrong about a lot of my predictions. Specifically, 
about Loki being the ultimate villain slash yeah. being like the the my theory that the the timekeepers were going to be three Loki variants. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a fun theory. I was kind of insisting on it, and every episode I was coming back to it and and citing evidence. But I, you know, I'm not invested in me being right. I would rather yeah. be surprised. I would yeah. rather have the wool pulled pulled over my eyes a little bit Me and be, absolutely i ryan you i don't know if you remember like we went to a magic show one time we were in florida and we went to a magic show um <laughs> and it was like a fun like illusion show i i i love Damn. magic and That's i don't ever want to know how they do the tricks yeah i agree it ruins yeah. it because when you think about the tricks you're like how the hell and it seems so complicated and have mm. you ever found out a magician's trick it's always yes. so simple it's like how did i not think of this and yeah. i don't want to be reminded of that so i'm with you i just want to just be fooled just move on mm-hmm. like that's it because how you take something it's really magicianry is quite crazy because it's like the simplest of illusions just manipulated manipulating people's minds from such a simple trick and it's always the simplest solution and i'm with you with that it's like i don't want to know because <laughs> yep. that's and just they, sucks and they were and they were laying the groundwork for <laughs> for my quote-unquote my theory that loki and which a lot of people were were also speculating on that like loki was going to be the, the timekeepers um they were definitely plant you know leaving little seeds and and whatnot uh, I was with um, you. down the rabbit hole. But, but the, and also they got me to even say like, yeah, I don't think Kang is going to show up. I don't think Jonathan Majors is going to show up. And then he did. So I like when they pull the trick of take a look at the right hand, keep focus on the right mm-hmm. hand. And then the left hand actually gives you the reveal at the end. Absolutely. So, I couldn't agree I like more. being tricked. Yeah, me too. And they did a great job of it. And I was with you. I really thought, after all this, we were going to see another Lo- King Loki, variant Loki of some kind, with a hint toward Kang. Mm-hmm. And they leaned right into the Kang thing hard. <laughs> yeah. And I love it because, you know, all the other, you know, times, like, what everyone's like, Mephisto, Mephisto for WandaVision, and no even, like, remote mention or sign of him at all. And yep. just, now, just more Easter eggs, the big M on the book, the, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> And the then, whole thing with the rabbit. Like they did uh, the same similar thing here and it kind of it made everyone skeptical. I think that's awesome that oh mm-hmm. well we didn't do it for WandaVision, but we're gonna we're gonna give you the hints and then we're gonna just fucking give it to you. And they did, and I we deserved it as a fan base, and I think it was perfect. Yep. That's it, that's it was great. The, the Ralph Boner thing. That was my, like my favorite, <laughs> yes. my favorite reveal in WandaVision was it was, was great. The, this is not Quicksilver. That's not happening. It's Ralph Boner. I love how everyone <laughs> hated it, but it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like that's why that was my number one favorite thing, especially on yeah. theme because Loki is the god of mischief. Mischief. He's yes. a trickster. It you're reminded us of that over and over and over. Whatever you're expecting to happen, we are way out ahead of that. Yeah, and we've got something else in store for you, and you just have to wait to see what it is. But I also love how, even though we knew it was Kang, like they still did it in a tricky way. Like there's mm. going to be tons of variants of Kang and this variant of Kang is like this, but you could see some very different versions later. Like mm. we got a hint of this version of Kang, 
but just wait till the Kangs that are coming. Like it still gave us what we wanted, but it still let us know that there's so much more to this character that you don't even know about, which yeah. was, it's so cool because you I didn't even think like that. Like, Oh, maybe it's a variant of Kang. And there's like, it was just, it, it was great. They went somewhere. I feel that gave you what you wanted, but also gave you a surprise. Like there's going to be lots of Kangs. It's not just, mm-hmm. this is Kang the Conqueror. Oh, well, this is a variant of Kang the Conqueror, but just wait till you see the Kangs that are coming. It, I thought mm-hmm. it was her. I really thought it was perfect. It was, it was great. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so those were our, our favorite moments from the season of Loki. Did you have like a, a, a favorite episode out of the six episodes? I, I I think my favorite episode was the penultimate episode, episode five. I loved seeing the cla- the classic Loki using his powers. I loved seeing the alligator Loki and the variants of Loki and Loki. the fighting between the Lokis. I just loved all the Lokis. That's why I mentioned, was it earlier in the last episode? But I mentioned I wanted to see more of that. I would have loved to have seen maybe mm. an extended one more episode in the void where they just drag it out a little bit so I could see a little more of the Loki variants. Cause that yeah. was my favorite part. I loved that. I loved uh, Elias, Elias. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was really cool, but the, f- the finale was great just because of where it led us to. But I think when it comes to the story and the all the overall episode that episode five was my favorite. What was your favorite? Mm-hmm. My favorite episode was Lamentus. Nice. I, I watched, I watched every episode of the show at least twice, but that episode I watched like four times. I think I, I thought it was, it it was that thing we were talking about where like, I never felt like it was a low budget version of something. Um, the visuals on it, it really made you feel like you're on this other planet in space. I loved the color scheme. I just, I love that everything was like purple and like the uh, green moon, like crashing into the purple, like it was it was awesome. Yeah, I agree with you, man. That was a that was a great episode. Loki singing on the train and the, and, the, <laughs> yes. and the way that they let that go on, like and and just linger was mm-hmm. amazing and surprising and beautiful. And um, I uh, I also everything to, about it. I have to say, I love the part where he does the metaphor about the love and the dagger, and then uh, yeah. it basically plays out exactly like that in the final episode when with the whole him and Sylvie. He, he kisses her and then through the door it's like literally like reaching for the dagger and it's not there it was it was awesome it was that was that was cool loved it yep um you i had a feeling that you were gonna say uh episode five was your favorite um <laughs> nice. ryan what, what was the what was the name of that episode uh that was uh the nexus event and then we had damn it uh the I don't remember. Uh, I got you. I could tell you if you forgot. What is it? Journey into mystery. Journey into mystery. Yeah, that was the one where so, it was like a, that, like journey to the center of the earth. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I teased on last week's episode that friend of the show, past and future guest PJ Mancuso, uh, wrote in a bit of. Um, we're not calling it fan mail. It was a fan text message, uh, but nice. here is what PJ said. Um, Journey into Mystery was a Marvel comic, originally Atlas, Marvel's previous name, that originally ran from 1952 to 1966, mm-hmm. uh, and it was brought back a few other times. And issue number 83 of Journey into Mystery, 
uh, introduced Thor in 1962, and then issue number 85, two up two issues later, introduced Loki. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the first episode, the first, the first ones with Thor and Loki. Yeah. Wow. So the first appearance of those two characters was in a comic. Oh, that's by awesome. What was Atlas Comics that later became Marvel Comics, yes. and it was called Journey into Mystery. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. I like how they do throw a little Thor. Is that the they throw the little Thor bit in there with them? Uh, the thro- the throg. So you get yep. to see, so you get to see a little Frog bit Thor. of Thor. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like that. That's cool. And especially because that's when we would have seen classic Loki and in, in yeah. the classic costume. Exactly. I would have loved yeah. to have seen some version of classic Thor or something. Oh, mm, that would yeah. have been so great. It's, but it it's kind of like for those. For those of you that aren't comic book fans, it's kind of like how uh, DC Comics, it's, um, it's well, you shouldn't say DC Comics, it's Detective Comics is what DC <laughs> stands for. Yes. Batman was uh, a character that was introduced in like, like issue number 30 something of DC, of Detective Comics. So Detective Comics was the weekly series that they were yeah. You know, of comic books that were coming out, and Batman was just this one. It was supposed, supposedly one-off character that shows up like thirty <laughs> or something issues in, but he was so popular that issue sold so well that they turned Batman oh. into his own thing. And now, when you go into a comic book shop, there's just like there's a whole section of Batman. There's like Batman, and then oh, Arkham yeah. Knight, and then like yeah, he's um, like one of the most famous characters, obviously now. <laughs> yeah yeah kind of the same thing with spider-man They're, like when you try to buy it I, I actually went to a comic book shop yesterday for the first time since the pandemic nice. and i just wanted to buy like oh let me get i always every time i go into a comic i want to get the latest issue of spider-man and it's it takes a while sometimes for me to find it because it's like there's the spectacular spider-man yeah and then like spider-man 2099 that's and what confuses all, me like, yeah there's, um, there's so many versions of every there's like you know of every character like it's just which one's like the one I want. <laughs> yeah. But that just goes nuts. to show you like how popular these these characters yeah. are. And that's what um it's that's what makes them sustain. That's what makes them like persevere, you know, yeah. decades later, almost a century later. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's great. I you know, since I'm not big into like reading and stuff, like I mean that sounds silly and stupid, but I don't. <laughs> so it's <laughs> you're so not alone on that ryan i'm so sure i'm really sure a lot just, of our listeners are yeah. it's really just great that they brought this stuff to this world of the mcu and it i love it it's been like something i've really just enjoyed in the last few years especially in the last few years so to take mm. this and make it into what it is now is just fantastic I, I love it in dc too like what they do with movies. Some of them are great. Some of them are bad, but I mean, MCU, I feel has done better in the movie realm, but mm. just to take these, these comics that people love and turn them into this other, um, this other thing like movies and TV shows that people can connect with too. It's really great. I love mm. it. So proud. Yep. <laughs> and, it, and, 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 and it really, it comes down to the castings in so many ways. Like, uh, Batman is a very a perennial character. It's cool that he's been played by so many different people, and Spider Man too. Spider Man mm-hmm. has been played by so many different actors. But what makes what, what makes the current version of the MCU that we have so strong is is that they've been so good at the casting and and consistent with it. Like 
I've said, I think I've said this before. Iron Man was, was almost nobody's favorite comic book character in 2006. But a few years later, it's like so many people are like, I I don't really read comic books, but I love Iron Man. Like Like, if Iron Man is my guy. You came up to me in 2006 and said, who is Iron Man? I'd be like, uh, a Black Sabbath song. (laughs) 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 No, I wouldn't have even thought of the Marvel. Like the Marvel comic was second tier. Like, oh, Iron Man. I barely heard of him, but okay. Yeah, that's a Mm -hmm. superhero. Then, obviously. I I would have been able to tell you two things about him. Like his name is Tony Stark. He's an alcoholic. Yeah. He's a billionaire. I would have been able to tell you three yeah. things about him. He's a billionaire. <laughs> exactly. That's um, but if you ask me now, it. I can tell you all kinds of things about Iron yeah, Man, Tony now, Stark. Like, Iron Man's yeah. literally projected up to one of the most famous superheroes ever in 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's or 12 years, whatever. But it's really impressive. It's and Loki, fantastic. too. Like, who would have ever thought Loki yeah. would have six <laughs> episodes of his own show? But <laughs> Tom Hiddleston is so good. Oh, my God. I... Like I've said, I think I've talked about in the past, like the MC, like they take like sometimes years to like cast a character. They spend time mm-hmm. like interviewing and getting with actors who they think could be and feeling out their vibe and their ideas. And I think that's totally key to how they cast people so well. I mean, they take the time yeah. to to make this stuff that it's not just whipped together, which is yeah. I mean, it pays off in the end. It really does. Yeah, and there's a few exceptions, of course. Like Don Cheadle is now uh, oh, War Machine. <laughs> of course, there's um, Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk over Edward. Mark, Mark yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know, yes, there's exceptions, but at ninety percent of them, ninety percent of the casting is right. They nailed it on the first try. Yep. Yeah. Um, awesome, Ryan. Do you have any final thoughts on Loki, like the whole season? Loki, Loki as a show, or like any predictions about the MCU or anything else you want to say about? Loki? Nothing crazy. I just think this is this is this is my favorite show personally. Very slightly mm-hmm. over Wandavision. Wandavision was, and the fact that was the opener show was mind blowing. But that and this right up there, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like like here. It's like it's like they're all so close. Like they mm-hmm. were all so great, but I really, I'm really into time travel dimensions and cool, weird mm-hmm. shit. So that's why this and WandaVision really were great for me. Um, but I just also think these stories are going to really, they're, as you can see already, they're changing the, the way the MCU is. And it's just, I can't wait to see what's coming. Couldn't agree more. I, I loved WandaVision, my favorite, but. <clears throat> I'm so glad that we've got Loki I mean, and also Falcon and Winter Soldier because there's so there's such a variety. Yes. Like my I love the 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 yellow lemon Skittles, but I don't want a whole bag of lemon Skittles. I want lemon. <laughs> I want all of the flavors. Exactly. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Exactly. You might like some more than others, but when you get the whole rainbow, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Ryan, I have one last question. I actually, I meant to ask you this before we started recording. So I'm sorry to like, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but um, how would you feel about us trying to cover maybe not the whole MCU, but some of the MCU, like, like doing movies? Cause you and I have only talked about That's uh, it. TV episodes on the show. Um, yeah. How would you feel about approaching covering some of the MCU movies? Yeah, we can totally do that. Yeah. yeah. What Absolutely. do you think would be a good approach to that? Do you think like, cause I would love for the show, I would love for Robots versus Dinosaurs to have in, in its catalog, like all of the MCU shows, but I don't necessarily think 
I need to go in, in like release order or even in like chronological order of like, you know, starting with the first Avenger and then onward. Right. What do you think would be a good approach to doing those? Well, I think we should, I mean, stick with the, I mean, if you want to keep it somewhat streamlined, stick with the big movies, um, mm. you know, like Avengers, Avengers movies, maybe like the, maybe civil war, uh, just, I mean, if we do every single one, that, that could take forever. But, you, you know, yeah, we, highlight, <laughs> we highlight the one or two big movies of each phase, you know, okay. maybe. Okay. Something like that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking either that or maybe doing like a like Iron Man 1, 2, 3, uh, yeah, Thor 1, 2, 3. Yeah, we definitely Iron Man because that's like the key. The yeah. But and, and, and certainly I think Avengers movies should, uh, should play into it. But... Awesome. Well, yeah. maybe that maybe that would just just be a good place to start is with Iron Man because uh, yeah. we talk about Iron Man a lot. Maybe it do was the, the first, first Iron the first Man one that really the, kicked yeah. off the thing. Could I could I book you uh, for robots versus for an episode of Robots versus Dinosaurs where you and I talk about Iron Man? Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> Excellent, listeners. You heard it here first. Uh, Ryan, our uh, Z ninety Agent Z ninety nine <laughs> Hunter Z ninety nine will return. <laughs> for a future episode of Robots vs. Dinosaurs, where we will cover, we'll do a full RVD treatment of uh, covering Iron Man. Hell yeah. Can't wait to see you there, folks. Awesome. Um, So Ryan, why don't you say goodbye to the listeners one last time before season two of Loki comes back, inevitably. Oh, well, everybody, it's been so fantastic. This season is amazing. It ended beautifully. It led us into an awesome season two. It led us into the beautiful future of the MCU. And I can't wait to talk about it more. Me too. Thank you. We'll see you next time for all time. Always. Later, folks. Me and fucking Loki, we like to go with Toki, but when we go with Toki, we make a lot of smoky, aha. Greetings from Chromatica, home of Lady Gaga, liberator of kindness punks, mother of little monsters, tricon of the ages. We are her best fans with a mission to create a podcast celebrating our hero. Broadcasting straight from Chromatica, this podcast is about Lady Gaga for Lady Gaga, but Anyone can listen. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Prove your stupid love. Ace the art pop quiz. Put your paws up. And download the Chromaticast wherever you get your podcasts. Join us every other Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our live tapings at twitch.tv slash apocalypse podcast network.